This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. In wild times like these, you need more than financial product salespeople. You need a firm that looks at the entirety of your life and helps you with strategies that coordinate all disciplines of good stewardship so you can manage wisely what God has given you and thrive in these times of chaos and confusion. Have a team that acts as consultants in the business of you. Call 805-372-0821 to schedule your no-obligation discovery meeting. Yeah, the the you know the challenge you you made a comment earlier um, that uh, they know that their ideas are bad or whatever. Mm. I I don't think that they do. I mean, I mm. I think that there are people who are um, you know pushing certain ideas because mm. they have an aim. Yeah, and they and they know that some of these things are are bad. Or mm. um, what I've said to to some of my folks that are, that are liberal that I've challenged, mm. you would never run your family this way. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah okay, you're right. But you know, I want people. You know, they can do what they're doing. Except yeah. for they're selling these bad ideas to these people exactly you know and they're like in hollywood and others they're putting all these bad uh ideas you know into young impressionable minds yeah um but i i think what it is is there's just a lack of emotional maturity mm. um which is why a lot of these narratives and things can only exist in the youth yeah right it's real because you you um you tend to mature um, over time. You mm -hmm. tend to get more um, conservative over time once you start to actually pay taxes, once you start to, to do these things. Now, mm -hmm. we as foolish conservatives assumed that all of this absurd stuff that was going on in college campuses, they would grow out of it. Mm -hmm. But what we forgot was, you know, we really sowed the seeds of our own destruction by mm. giving these kids as we were raising them. And I'm mm. talking about, you know, like my generation and older, we raised these kids to be incredibly narcissistic and self-centered. Mm. And we told them when they were young that their ideas were amazing. Yeah. Your ideas are so amazing. Oh, yeah. look at you. So this special. is wonderful. You're so special. You are a unique, special creature. Yeah. And the truth is, is no, that's not really true. Mm. And we needed to tell these kids yeah. that, oh, no. But, that is kind of a stupid idea. Yeah. Now you can do that as a nice parent, but yeah. we needed to correct them. Yeah. We needed to train them. We needed to tell them that no, you aren't going to be able to fly if you jump off that roof. Mm -hmm. You know, but we again pumped them full of themselves. Yeah, yeah this gentle this gentle parenting uh, is what yeah. you know a lot of people have started to call it. And you said something really big there. It's like so many parents would would go and tell their kids, You're so special, you're so special. But those kids eventually grew up and then they realized that maybe I'm not actually that special. And yeah. now they're creating fake reasons to be special. Yeah. So now they're That's gender fluid. Now they're lesbian at three years old or whatever else. And it's just all of these things. They're going out of their way to create these special characteristics, yeah. trying to fulfill the lie that their parents <laughs> and these adults told the, them. The greatest evidence of that is the term demisexual. I don't even okay. know what that is. All right. So, so demisexual is basically means that you can only feel sexual feelings towards someone that you care about and want to have a intimate, serious relationship with. So that's a relationship. <laughs> yeah. So that you're oh, oh, that's normal love. Right, but they yeah. had to create a category for that, right? Oh my God. They had to create some special because those 
kids who ha- actually had some like normal, um, you know, desires mm. weren't feeling special enough. Right, yeah. So they had to say, oh, no, I'm I'm on a spectrum and, and you know, I, oh, I'm yeah. on this part yeah. of the spectrum. Being but straight wasn't enough. Yeah. Again, that's evidence that, you know, we've we've wholly corrupted the minds of these youths yeah. uh, into thinking that, uh, that yeah, they've got to be special like everybody else yeah. is. You Just know? look at all these new words that have cropped up, like cis, like whatever that means, oh, yeah, like yeah. people talk about. Uh, it's just like uh, people are and, and, and it's just it's an indictment again upon it's just we've got to wrestle it back. We've got a parent better. We've got yeah. to we've got to humble some people as well. And it's just like at the end of the day uh, and we also have to bring back the normies, as you know, you were saying, Kurt was saying, and, and, it's, and it's real because it's like if we don't do that, we truly will lose this country in the way in which because we can't mainstream this. And what's interesting, I was writing an op ed recently and when we when and I was doing some research for it, there's this uh, girl or was a girl or whatever. Anyways, Jazz Jennings is their name now. Oh yeah, and little kid, right. little kid. Yeah. So what's interesting is that that story. I remember growing up and hearing about this story. Their story started in 2005. So at the time, they were four or five years old, and they were going and talking to Oprah and Rosie O'Donnell about being transgender. And it was kind of like a human interest story at the time because we were like, whoa, like, how is this five year old like transgender? How are they confused about like their their biological sex and whatnot? Um, And then it was just given this attention because people were just like, this is like wild, like not necessarily from a place of condemnation either, but really from a place of like, we've never seen this before. Yeah, it was a little, you know, freak show quality to it, honestly. And then and then, though, like she goes on this massive press tour and then gets a show with TLC. Yeah. Now, if I remember now, Jazz was a boy dressing as a a girl and the mom was, you know, kind of running the kid around. Exactly. Exactly that. And so then they get a show with TLC. Um, and so now you have this show of the, and I think when, when they got that show was around 2010 or 12, so maybe 10 or 12 years old. And so it was like one of the first examples of you seeing a transgender child, um, just being mainstream, being platform. And I think that at the time, you know, a lot of people saw this show and they were like, Oh, this is never going to be a real thing. Like how many children are going to actually end up like changing their gender or like but that's the problem is that i feel like we look at a lot of these stories yeah. and we're like this is so crazy this will never that was be one a of thing. those you know seminal normalization yeah. moments of yeah. like oh look see how look this is just a wonderful thing if i remember yeah. correctly um and and i don't know i think it's uh it's somewhat guarded as to where jazz jennings is now yeah um so it would be interesting um to see uh intimately what's going on there because i believe that it's probably not all roses yeah, yeah. um uh, but uh that kid again and there's now unfortunately been too many of these but i believe and uh, you know i'll be corrected in the comments or whatever <laughs> um but but I believe that they were doing drag shows mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, dance tours and things mm-hmm. like that around the country with other um, with men. Yeah. Groomer men who were, um, you know, fetishists yeah. dressing in women's clothing, doing drag shows, doing all that stuff, which is a sexual fetish. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's they get a thrill out of doing these things in front of people and children and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and and, you know. This is not really controversial. I mean, this has been known forever, and this is something that that uh, you know those folks um, talk about. But they are um, 
they were also on video. Um, this kid was with adult gay men talking mm. about ketamine yeah. and all kinds of really, you know, weird, despicable stuff. Yeah. And and there should have been criminal action against the the parents for, for doing that. Yeah. No, there should be. And also in every red state in America, these shows should not be allowed to happen. Uh, and, you know, credit to Governor DeSantis, he did this in a very creative way, which I found very interesting, is that there was some there is some bar or whatever or restaurant that hosted one of these child drag shows. He took away their liquor license, yeah, um, which is a death blow to any yeah. restaurant or business. Um, you know, you don't even have to say, oh, I'm banning you for doing this. If you take away their liquor license, they're going to feel in their pockets, which I think every red state needs to be doing, which is another thing that, you know, kind of goes back to our earlier conversation about conservatives need to get real about the fight um, that we're facing. But also, too, we need to take another page from the left and actually learn how to govern when we have power yeah. um, and wield the power that we have in a consequential way. There is no yeah. reason these shows should not be illegal in every single red state in America. You're right. And now there's some of the um, soft conservatives mm. will suggest that that's uh, you know overreach of government. Yeah. Uh, they'll suggest that we shouldn't use the power of government. Mm. They'll suggest, oh, well, yeah, I'm a small government. You know, if they want to mm. do a free market sort of thing. Um, the, the truth is, is no. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we need to always be on guard against yeah, big government and big government overreach. But there are appropriate things for the government to do, and that is to protect the people from this kind of evil. And people forget that um, Abraham Lincoln was a bit of an authoritarian and yeah. needed to be at the time in order to Spitted get rid of slavery. Corpus, yeah, he, all he things, needed yeah. to be uh, um, in order to get rid of slavery. And there are moments when government needs to to rise up and get some things done. Yeah. And then, it, you know, what it needs to do, just like our founding fathers intended, then, you know, they went back to the farms afterwards and ran mm-hmm. their own businesses and yeah. things like that. They a rarity in. today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't happen yeah. really today by and large, but that's what what we need to, to go back to. But there yeah. is a time when, you know, again, the uh, government, uh, politics, you know, that's that's how we organize ourselves. And there's yeah. times when when, you know, people have to collectively and powerfully come together. Yeah. Lead correct things, straighten things out, and then, you know, uh, go back. Exactly. And because uh, the reality of it is a lot of these perversions and all these things will not be corrected unless the government steps in. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's like if we were to make the big government argument about everything, then we would not have laws against murder or pedophilia or child pornography. We would just say, oh, it'll all sort itself out. But we know that's not yeah. the case because if, you know, if, if all men were angels, we wouldn't need a constitution. We wouldn't need a government. We wouldn't need laws. Um, but also to another point, Nelson Mandela once said, you know, show me how uh, a society uh, treats their children. I'll show you that society's character. And if, if the government can't be used to protect children, then what yeah. is the purpose of that government? Yeah. And if it's not going to do that, then fine. Let's go back to uh, more libertarian ways and let's go back to some more, uh, you know, old fashioned levels of justice. Cause I'm yeah. all down for that if we right. need to. Yeah. Vigil- yeah, that's the thing. I don't think the left realizes the alternative. I don't think conservatives realize the alternative. If we continue to allow, or soft conservatives more so, um, don't realize that if this is continued to allow to happen, um, there will be people who take very serious issue with a very serious issue. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's like I would rather us actually legislate this and 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 go and and, and handle this through policy than what that alternative might be. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like you know 
me and you are, you know, maybe, you know, guys will talk this out. There are very people with very visceral reactions to what's going on in this country. And, um, and, and they should like the, the, the things that are happening to children today in this country is, is absolutely disgusting. Uh, and if we're not protecting child innocence, then I think we have truly lost our way, not only as a country, but as a society as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's go to Prager U for a minute yeah. because, you know, I love those folks. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one of my great joys in life was hosting the company party at my yeah. house in 2020 when nice. there was no other venues yeah. during COVID that COVID. would allow for people to gather. Yeah. Um, we had our own little super spreader event in <laughs> my backyard and risked it all. And oh amazingly, God. no one died. No one, anyone called no one the cops died. on you, right? Um, yeah. You know what? Uh, the, the, neighbor, the neighbors by that point had gotten used to me defying the uh, local ordinances and having yeah. parties and weddings in yeah, my backyard yeah. and whatever else I, I proudly I resisted I the tyranny it. openly and I would have been willing to get arrested um, but you know Dennis um, you know means a tremendous amount to me yeah. because in my young youth and formative years when I was about your age and, mm. and a little bit younger even I was running around trying to make my way in the world listening mm. to Dennis on the radio mm. and uh and appreciated so much of the wisdom I got and learned from him mm. and his show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, early on, I started supporting um, Prager University as mm. a, um, uh, what I believe is a ministry. Mm. You know, that's why I have, you know, given, uh, you know, great charity dollars towards mm. it and, and done that because they are really doing the Lord's yeah. work. Um, and, and guys like you were evidence of that, you know, raising up the youth, educating people or, you know, their early days, you know, teaching what isn't taught, you know, exactly. doing the, the five minute videos and all of that stuff has been so, mm-hmm. so powerful and, and po- potent. Um, in fact, I'll be at the uh, gala here in a few days. Yeah, um, yeah in, uh, in Palm, uh, West Palm Beach, yeah. um, you know, enjoying getting together with uh, with all the friends there. So, yeah, that'll be great. Um, yeah so. Uh, you've been uh, with them on the team for, for how long now? For three months now. Yeah. So oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're growing every single day. It's it's incredible. Um, you know, it's it's you're not the new guy for long at PragerU. We yeah. like to joke around and say, um, just because of how tremendous the growth has been, because it's I, I think people recognize what you recognize is that. Um, it really is a ministry. We are in the business of changing hearts and minds. Like we're not just in the business of making videos for people that only care about us, um, which is why we're really intentional. It's like we ask people, yeah. it's like after you watch a PragerU video, like, and we give them a survey, like, did this change the way that you think at all? And what we've seen is that 70% of people that watch a PragerU video report that their minds have changed, yeah. which I think should be the goal, especially when it comes to young people, because if we can plant the seeds with young people now, uh, you know, and it's rooted in biblical truth, train up a child in the way in which they should go. So when they are old, they will not depart from it. Amen. If we can do that, uh, then we can save this country and we can make a real difference and putting us yeah. back on the right track. For the Alliance Interest family, finances in their blood. I grew up with them and they've handled my entire financial world for nearly 30 years. And as a testament to their talents, they've managed to keep me not just out of trouble, which in and of itself is remarkable, but they've helped me build real wealth. They've assisted me through complex business transactions and family matters, 
Now, even my daughters are working with Uncle Randy to put financial disciplines in place for their futures. Invest with people who share our values and will help you to be a good steward with what God has given you. Let Alliance in Trust help you to plan for what's next. Visit aewealth.com or call 805-371-8020 to learn more. At, at one of the events, in fact, right before the pandemic, I think it was 2019, mm-hmm. um, I um, uh, was the um, supporter for uh, or the uh, the donor that, that paid for the um, sponsorship to have Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas debate mm-hmm. the Bible a little yeah, bit yeah, or yeah. discuss the Bible. Yeah. It was their, the Bible study portion of the event. And yeah. um, prior to that um, happening, or or maybe it was at the end of their little session together, mm-hmm. they had a, a PragerU um, gal get up, an influencer yeah. uh, who, you know, one of the students who had changed her life. And she talked mm-hmm. about being, uh, you know, completely opposed to Trump and mm-hmm. leading, you know, school uh, university um, club yeah. of anti-Trumpers and all that stuff. And she delivered this just in wonderfully impassioned speech uh, where, I mean, she was against God. She was uh, mm-hmm. um, estranged from her family. She mm-hmm. was just an extreme leftist and, and got sent some PragerU videos. Yeah. And kind of stumbled on one of those threads and mm-hmm. watched one and then watched another yeah. and then just started to kind of go down the path of yeah. learning things that, again, what, weren't taught yeah. um, uh, to her in school and, and going through those videos. And then she announces at the end of it, now I'm a Christian. I'm mm-hmm. reconciled with my family. I yeah. love the I love the Lord. You That's know, huge. Oh, so like, you know, just That's huge. just amazing. So yeah. that's the power of what. Um, PragerU as an organization yeah. is doing, and, and I'm so encouraged by that faithful now. mission. Yeah. yeah, it's such a common story now because it's like so many uh, parents, you know, they send their kids to these schools, these state-funded institutions, and they think that they're going to get a great education, and that'll be it. But they come back and rejecting not only their family's values, yeah. but sometimes rejecting them uh, because they have resentment towards their parents for having those values now yep. in, the, in, in the first place. And so, um, but it, it's great because it's like, I come from a home in which I, you know, very different political beliefs in my family. Um, but we have, I don't want to hear about that too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's, uh, let's explore that a little. Yeah. But we've all been able to have, you know, common sense conversations with each other from a place of love. And I think that that's where we kind of make a lot of our content from. Like we're going to take righteous stands against right, uh, yeah. righteous stands against wrong and, you know, righteous stands and in, in favor of what is right. Um, but we also want to talk to people who may not just be there yet. Right. Maybe they're close. Maybe they're thinking um, and they're thinking a lot more than they were before. Um, but people that we can still bring to our side, because there are a lot more people who I know who are just like, they're not leftists because they are truly leftists. They're leftists because TikTok tells them they should be. They're leftists because their favorite celebrity tells them that they should be. Um, or the media has led them to believe that they are. But the first time they see a prayer guru video, they're like, oh, I didn't really think about this this way. Or the first time you debunk some lie that they've been told, they're like, oh, I thought that Roy V. Wade being overturned meant that abortion was illegal everywhere. No, it just does what, you know, it, it, it relegates that power back to the states. It becomes a state's rights issue. So if like, you want to still go get an abortion, you can go do that. Um, no one's taking away that right universally. Um, and so it's just like, that's the thing. It's just, there's so many lies that the left uses and traffics in as a mechanism of control. And I think that what we really try to do and be intentional about is being a light of truth. Uh, and because I think when people see light, 
they run towards it. And if we can uh, get more and more young people to do that, more and more people, young and old, to do that, um, I think we have a fighting chance. Mm, amen. So, so tell me a little bit about uh, about your family yeah. and some of their their reactions. So, do you have brothers and sisters? No, I'm the only child. So, I was raised oh, okay. an only child, um, and I grew up uh, raised by my grandparents. So. That was, I uh, grew up in Georgia in the deep south, and it was interesting because it's like had a very normal childhood uh, until it got a little bit political when I was 12. So it's like, so when I was when I was 12 and I made that YouTube video kind of going after Obama, it, it was interesting. And, and because what, was, uh, what, what was the nature of your, um, you know, attack yeah, against yeah, yeah. him? Yeah, so Rudy Giuliani <laughs> had said that President Obama didn't love America, okay. and he was getting a lot of heat for it. Everyone was calling him a racist, like the typical attacks. Uh, and I saw this article, and I was like, you know, I'm going to make a video about this. And I just gotten this camcorder um, for Christmas, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna use it. I haven't used it yet. So I literally roll out of bed, set up the camcorder, and I say, you know, President Obama, if he really loved America— he wouldn't punish people for being hardworking successes. He wouldn't try to redistribute the wealth. He wouldn't, you know, have called ISIS the JV team. He would have recognized the threat for which it was at the time. Uh, and I just kind of went in on him a little bit and nice. I uploaded it on YouTube, expecting literally no one to see it. Like I, I had no subscribers or anything like that. I was just a kid who had volunteered on a few campaigns before that, knocked on doors, made phone calls. No huge media following by any means necessary. Um, but I posted that video into, on the internet and literally overnight just skyrockets. Gets 100,000 views overnight. That quickly turned into a million, a million turned into two. Um, but my parents didn't know about that video. And so one day, my grandfather, he would love to watch Fox News for some reason. He would um, like watch Hannity. And Hannity randomly was just like discussing my video as just a video that had gone viral. And so he looks up and he's like, no way. And, well, he, I, and he, he yells my name from upstairs. He's like, CJ, get up here. And then I go upstairs and I'm just like, and he's like, what is this? And he's like, how can you talk about the first black president like this? Can you delete this video, blah, blah, blah. And it was a whole deal. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I'm going to delete the video. Thankfully, my grandparents, a little older. So I was like, I deleted the video. Don't worry about it. And they just thought it was deleted. Never deleted it. Uh, and so then I ended up going on um, Fox and Friends and talking about it and talking about the video and everything like that, which was my first big media debut. And across the years, you know, growing up and, and really up until – I really think like my senior year of high school, where it was like I was ready, I was getting ready to go to college. They knew I was going out of state. They definitely would have preferred for me to stay in state. Um, but I've always been an independent kid. I've always been someone that was like very much like I'd rather solve a problem on my own before I went to my parents about anything. And so they were like, the likelihood of him staying in state are, are, is small. And so I think that is when it really we got to a point in a relationship where it was important for them to just prioritize that. And they were like, okay. Like, we thought this was a fad. We thought this was going to be something he was going to get over with. Um, but it really wasn't. Like, I truly was concerned. It was something truly um, that I believe cool. that they were the best ideas that could really help push America forward. And so now they just kind of accept it. And they, they're they not on the bandwagon yet. Yeah. I always joke around. I'll um, probably be the only Republican they ever vote for if I ever run for office. But That's, a, that's um, awesome. So, well, but are you seeing, uh, are you able to have kind of reasonable discussions uh, with them about yeah. some of these thoughts and ideas and kind of, you know, gently, you know, yeah, discuss yeah, yeah. it without it being, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot more than we were when I was growing up, right? So right. when I was like still young, like it was very contentious, like. Like, and it was hard at times. Like I was a young kid who even they're trying when, to beat it out of you, right? Even when yeah. you're like a rebellious teen, 
And you don't really care if your parents agree with you or whatever else. You still want to feel as if your parents are are validating you. It's just I feel like yeah. a natural human thing yeah, to yeah. do. Um, and so it's like that was tough. And then as I got older, I was just kind of like, whatever. Like at the end of the day, the values that I have are from them. They may vote a different way. Or they may think that they disagree with me. But in all actuality, the reason I'm a conservative is because of the way in which they have raised me. And so if they have a problem with that, that's on them. And also, too, they also raised me to be vocal, to be an independent voice, to not back down to the mob or whatever else. If someone disagrees with me, they're free to disagree. But I'm also free to hold the beliefs that I do. Another thing they raised me to be. And eventually they'll realize it. And they did. Yeah. Um, so it's been a lot more civil now. You know, they'll still, uh, you know, give me shit every now and then. They'll send me an article. They're like, what are you Republicans doing or whatever yeah. else? And it's all in good fun. It's fun. But I really do credit, number one, that upbringing for a few things. Number one, it, it made me deeply acquainted with the way in which the left um, feels about many issues. And mm-hmm. I think if you're actually going to debunk people's beliefs, you got to know them. Uh, and, and, you know, oftentimes, you know, I'll see conservatives make certain arguments about certain issues. And I'm like, well, that's probably not the best argument because it's not actually going to change anyone's mind. Um, you know, I agree with it. You agree with it. Anyone who works here or, you know, follows us on Twitter probably agrees with it. But how are we actually going to like be an ambassador and an evangelist for our truth? Um, but also too, it just made me able to like, have relationships with people who disagree with me, which I think, unfortunately, we don't have enough of that today. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, dated me well in college. Well, what's you know what's interesting? So conservatives, especially thoughtful conservatives that know mm. why they believe what they believe, right? Mm. Because there's plenty of of people on the conservative side that don't know why they believe what they yeah. believe, and they're just they're they're in our camp because yeah. they've been in our camp, and exactly. but they couldn't actually tell you why the position is important or exactly. why it's important to them. Yeah. And and I don't give them credit. They happen to be on the on the side that you know maybe they were raised on yeah. whatever. Um, and I, but I want to encourage people to research to understand why you believe what you believe. I think that is incredibly important. Exactly. If you do know why you believe what you believe, you have no issue being friends with somebody who disagrees with you. You don't feel you know threatened in your very soul by that. So yeah. you can actually have fruitful relationships with people yeah. that are on the opposite side of us. Yeah. The left, it's nearly impossible, and I don't mean liberals, okay? Because mm-hmm. yeah. just like Dennis says, I, I do a make a, yeah. I do make a, a big distinction there. But but the left cannot actually even exist yeah. in the same room, and that's why the left will oftentimes disown family members, uh, you know, forbid them from coming to holidays or yeah. things like that if they voted for Trump or if they, yeah. you know, have have some, um, you know, differences in, in beliefs. Yeah. Uh, and imagine the yeah. agony of that, especially when you've been involved in politics. And you've probably seen this in Southern California, especially as some in the business community. A lot of these people who disagree with one another are friends behind the scenes, right? So it's yeah. like, especially if you look in Congress, you know, Mass and Cawthorn, we were at dinner one time. And he told me the funniest story. Um, he and Maxine, Maxine Waters is so nice to all of her Republican colleagues behind the scenes. Um, you wouldn't, you couldn't tell by the no, way she right. talks, but you wouldn't she, guess that. Right. But one day, apparently, um, Maxine had said something about Mass and, um, and then they're walking, you know, in the hallways of the Capitol and she's like, baby, you know, I love you. I just got a fundraise. And it was the funniest uh, thing man, in the world. Yeah. And it's like, he's, it, he's told me some other similar stories. Right. AOC. Well, yeah. Let's go out and, you know, uh, exactly. grab a cocktail. Yeah. And, and like, like Matt yeah. Gates is friends with all of them. He tells me that all. And it's just like, it's so interesting. Cause it's like, 
why are you losing so much energy over, you know, hating every conservative that you meet because they disagree when the people that you love, the people that you champion, the people that you cherish aren't putting themselves through that high blood pressure or whatever else. Um, And they're just able to have a conversation with people that they disagree with. And it's just like, come on, like we're better than that. We can definitely do a lot better than that. Valentine's Day is over, but the need to say I love you is never over. Finding a way to tell someone you care about them on a consistent basis is hard. At least it was until Good Ranchers came along. Say I love you with meat this year, but not just any meat. It has to be Good Ranchers. 100% American, hand-trimmed, steakhouse-quality meat and seafood. Over 85% of grass-fed beef sold in stores is imported from overseas. That doesn't say I love you. That says I think you're as good as this old meat shipped over from Venezuela. Don't say that. Instead, use my code BRYCE to get $30 off when you order any box from Good Ranchers today. Nothing says you care more than prime cuts of beef, pasture-raised chicken, and premium quality seafood. You can get all of it delivered every four, six, or eight weeks at GoodRanchers.com. Ditch the usual gifts that just don't cut it anymore. Say it with a subscription to American Meat instead. Snag your $30 off with my code Bryce at GoodRanchers.com today. With a 100% satisfaction guarantee, you can count on your monthly delivery of meat to always deliver the quality a great gift needs. Forget regular flour deliveries. Set up an easy, affordable, and delicious subscription to American Meat delivered today and save $30 with my code BRYCE. Say you're the best with the best meat in America from Good Ranchers. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a big game, yeah. unfortunately, and I wish it weren't. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I do want everybody to, to get along, and I yeah. want people to get along behind the scenes, but I'd like them to get along, you know, out, out up front, too, mm-hmm. uh, even on things that we aggressively disagree on. Um, because, again, the reason that we don't anymore is because of outside forces, yeah. you know, the, the elite oligarchy, the global interests, you know, the, the people who are um, in very many ways pulling the strings behind the scenes yeah. and, and kind of, you know, trying to trying to run the global empire. You know, those folks do not want us to, to have civil discourse or yeah. get along in any kind of meaningful way. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. They want us to be divided uh, because if all of the all of the normies, all of the common folk, and you know whatever else, if we're divided, they can do whatever they want behind the scenes with no one challenging them because we're fighting each other. And I think it's so interesting to me. It's like you know when people say that the biggest enemy to our freedoms, our liberties, and all of these things is the left. I think to a degree that's true, but it's also the people who we don't actually even know yeah um it's, so. yeah it's incredible to me it's like i think i'm glad that now people are becoming a lot more informed about the world economic form a lot more informed about the Klaus schwabs of, of the black world rock. right of black rock <laughs> yeah. and, and all of that and just even some other things that are just really odd once you start asking questions about it like why does china own so much farmland in america yeah um why does bill gates uh, you know and so it's like i think People are starting to be a lot more inquisitive, which is good, and starting to realize that, like, the people that we should really be looking into are the people whose names we don't yet know. Um, and that is all by intention and all by design. And uh, we, like, that, that that's the, and then we're just getting started. We're at the, we're at the tip of the spear right now. Yeah. We're nowhere near the end of the, end of the road there, so... 
Well, listen, man, you're an impressive guy. And one of the things that I think, um, you know, I, I'm sure you listen to and appreciate uh, some of Jordan Peterson's stuff. Yeah. But, you know, he talks about personalities on a regular basis. And I think mm. uh, uh, you probably, like me, have a little bit of disagreeableness, mm. uh, you know, in your personality, which yeah. has allowed you to... Um, you know, be somewhat unaffected as a very young man yeah. by being the one in your family yeah. that, that, you know, held to conservative ideas and principles. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's super cool. Yeah. Um, shifting gears, uh, real quick back to the personal. So aside from, uh, you know, running around and making great content mm. and all of that, um, you know, what, what other things do you do with yeah. your life? What other hobbies, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, what other pursuits and interests do you yeah. have while you're, you know, on this conservative political career? Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that like, I literally am just like a normal, like college age guy. Like when I'm not, you know, doing any of this, you know, I love just hanging out with the boys and having a good time. You know, I was in a fraternity at Alabama. I was in mm-hmm. Theta Chi there and it was, it was great, you know, fellowshipping with them, um, hanging out with them, going out with them and all of those things. And, you know, here it's just it, what's interesting about California. What uh, people should know before they before they shit on it all the time is that it actually is the most beautiful place. I was telling you on the it drive is, up here, um, you know, is that it, there is so much to do, so much different terrain. If you want to go to the beach one day, you can do that. If you want to go hiking, you can do that. Um, and, but I think for me, it's 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 like reading, binge watching Netflix. You know, um, probably watching a lot too much TikTok. You know, which is why whenever uh, you know these politicians talk about baiting TikTok, I always am like, ah, stop it! You're being such boomers. <laughs> Even though it's probably a thing that we should do, it is I, a little destructive, right? It's probably something we should do. I'm like, but how am I gonna watch all these videos when I first wake up in the morning? Um, but yeah, you know, so it's just like living a living an every normal life. Uh, Love to go hit the range. I need to find one here um, in, in California. I haven't been shooting since I've lived here. Oh, but. well, I can I can connect you up with those right, we, right we kind gotta, of places. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Yeah, well, um, yes, speaking of TikTok and, and those sort of things, look, uh, that stuff is destructive and addictive for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, you know, there's like I, I do Twitter in the morning mm. over a cup of coffee and, you know, and then I try to try. I do my devotions and mm. I read um, and I... Uh, but I'll spend some time, you know, looking at what's bubbling up as far as news stories and things like mm-hmm. that. And I've got a, uh, a you know, partner and, and friend who um, does uh, the TikTok thing because you mm-hmm. because they put up videos so fast. Yeah. And there's a lot of newsworthy things that are coming on TikTok yeah. really quick. Yeah. Um, you know, that that again, you know, half the time when he sends them to me because I don't spend much time on TikTok, I'll mm-hmm. get to it. And it's like this this uh, video has been deleted yeah, 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 and it's always something like, can you believe this kind yeah. of things? And, and, you know, things that are true, you know, of course there's plenty of things that are, you know, fake and all mm. that sort of stuff. But, um, but we have to be careful of that. We have to moderate it. And I'm, yeah. I'm working on, um, uh, being part of, uh, you know, the, the Charlie Kirk train mm. of, uh, doing a Sabbath mm. from electronics, um, uh, every week. Mm. And, um, and, you know, uh, the times that I have done that the other day, I, you know, I did it and I, um, sat in my backyard and it was a, you know, sunny mm. Southern California day, yeah. you know, the summer shine was still kind of cold out, but it was just so perfect. I smoked a cigar yeah. and I'm reading through a, a really important book right now that I'm going to you know, review on the show mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, you know, sipping a cup of coffee, yeah. you know, like all, all that highlighting, yeah, my yeah, dog yeah. running in the backyard. You're just so at uh, peace. Which yeah. Is like, and I'm like, it, man, this is yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, and there's not, and like, 
and me and definitely I think anyone my age, we've grown up in such a overstimulated time. Like yeah. we're always having to be on our phone. We're always having to do something. And it's just like, but I literally do. I find so much happiness when I can just like sit down and just let my mind be at rest and read a good book yeah. or watch a good movie and just take in the environment. And that, that's the great thing about, you know, the great thing about LA for all that you lose and the taxes and right. the crime and the homeless people you're one of the be- most beautiful places in America, which is why it's even more unfortunate that you have the bad governance and the homelessness and the crime, because it's like these policies are destroying a place that really is so beautiful and that more people should really know yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. You know what? I, I own some property in, in Idaho. I've got some family in Idaho. Mm. Um, you know, that could be an eventual retirement spot mm. um, for me. Are you going to be growing um, some potatoes over there? It could be. It could <laughs> be. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not escaping, uh, California anytime soon. And, yeah. and, you know, I put a post that, you know, uh, went out the other day talking about that because mm-hmm. I do think we need to, you know, stay and fight on the front lines of, of the, the culture of the war. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to be effective, uh, being here, but I, um, I, it was so remarkable to me, the difference though, when you leave California and you go to a vibrant red state mm. like Idaho, um, mm. you know, outside of Boise, it's, it's very, very conservative mm. and it's thriving Yeah, and you don't realize how much life is there. Um, you know, if you probably are living in it, Yeah. but when you come back here, I mean, you know, we're kind of living on a corpse. Yeah. It's beautiful out, you know, and it's gorgeous. And, and, you know, with, without the weather here, I don't think anybody would really stay here. Yeah. I, I think that the, um, the beauty of our beaches, the beauty of our hills, the beauty of our mountains, and all of the things that that uh, California has to offer, yeah. you know, with that and the weather in combination, yeah. are the reason that that people are staying or stay as long as as we did. If we had the weather of Minnesota here yeah. or something like that, you would be on the no first one would out. stay, yeah. um, and and this place would just you know continue to crumble and it would crumble incredibly fast. Yeah. But again, people are hanging on. They love yeah. this place. They love their home this yeah. is a this is a wonderful place and and <laughs> inviting but but boy i i was like you know wow idaho's great right look at yeah. this. this is amazing look at all these smiling happy people yeah. and look at this uh you know industry look at all these buildings being built and yeah. you know all, all these little cute coffee shops they're all filled with people you exactly. know you see that and you're like yeah. oh man california what did you do to us i know i know i know and it's it, you know, it's it's okay, we're going to promote this guy to uh, president uh, is the idea. You yeah, know, he, yeah, yeah. he wrecked San Francisco as mayor. Exactly. He, he wrecked the state as governor. Yeah. And then, you know, what are we going to do? Of course, Can let's we talk about the him. alternate universe that these people are living in. Like, they're, like, seriously, like, trying to make him the anti-Ron DeSantis, which is just wild. It's like, if I look at Ron DeSantis' record, which is probably being the number one real estate agent in the state of California <laughs> in terms yeah. of moving people to the state, right. um, it, it's like, how do, how are these things comparable? Um, you live in the largest state. Obviously, you're going to have tons of industry and, and economic things probably would do a lot better under real good policies, right? Um but to your point, you know, and, and I saw that video and you talked about, you know, where else would you be but the front lines? What's interesting about PragerU is that if I think about all of our new hires, we're all coming from red states. I came from Alabama. Um, you know, a new guy that just started this week, Noah, he came from Florida. Um, there are some other people moving from Florida to yeah. California. Sorry, Ron DeSantis. Um, but it's because we realize that if we can win here, 
Mm-hmm. If we can win in the belly of the beast, if we can hold our own here, uh, where liberties yeah. are under assault every single day, where it is hard um, to withstand the the trials and tribulations, uh, then we can win anywhere. And I think that that's like the, the the boot camp that every conservative should probably go through. Go live in a blue state for a little bit. Go live in a blue city for a little bit. Uh, it may be hard at first. It may be hard for a while. But what I think it prepares you to do is to actually learn how to weather the storm, which we're going to have to learn how to do. If, and I think if that's not clear right now, it'll definitely be clear in the months and years to come. Yeah, it's going to be um, interesting. Do you have any thoughts or predictions um, or observations you want to make uh, for 2024? Um, it's interesting. It's going to be a big field. I think that the bigger the field gets, it's obviously um, more and more ideal for Trump um, because you're always going to have those 30% of people that are Trump people till the day they die. Um, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy's his speech was very interesting. His announcement on Tucker Carlson's was very interesting. Um I like Ron Santos a lot. I yeah, think that I he is a, it goes back to our, you know, the early point of our conversation. He's a conservative who knows how to wield the power that he has. Like yeah. there are certain things that he does. And I'm just like, no one would have ever thought of, to do it that way. It's like, for example, it, with the new college of Florida, he removed members of the board of trustees who were like openly leftist, openly hostile to like the freedom of discourse on campus. And he replaced them with like Chris Rufo and other conservatives who um, are actually looking to just bring about freedom of expression and academic freedom um, to a public university in the state of Florida. Like that's huge. Why is every other red state governor not doing that as well? Right. Um, And so it's like, it does make you think like if he can do that in Florida, what can he do at the national level? And I'm sure that people in Florida, whenever I talk to them about it, they're like, no, we want Ron DeSantis. You're not taking him. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've got some family members that were visiting uh, in town this last week and they're from Florida, yeah. from Pensacola. And uh, and they were like, uh, we don't really want him to uh, run because yeah. uh, we want him to stay here. Yeah. You know? But the thing is, they have such a deep bench. You know, you have Byron Donald is down there, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of great people. That was my make- encouragement to them this that look, yeah. you know, there's guys that are waiting in the wings and it will be great. And um, because so many conservatives have moved to Florida yeah. and it is so solidly red now, it's not as if it's going to be lost easily yeah. because also, you know, they repaired some of the, you know, voter, um, yeah. you know, uh, voting issues and other yeah. things that, that need to be repaired across the United States. And yeah. and once you repair those, yeah. uh, things go significantly more red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at number one, the fixing those actual issues at the polls, at the ballot, um, with the ballot boxes, but also too, we've been running the voter registration game for the first time there. Uh, yeah. and I think we saw the 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 fruits of our labor in that respect where we won Miami Dade County for the first time. Yeah. Um and you know DeSantis won by like uh, 10 plus points or something like that, um, which is wild again when you think about what happened just four years before where he just barely beat Andrew Gillum, who we now know to be a crackhead. So it's like, come on. Um, You know, it's like one of those things where it's like and it's so interesting is because what's what's funny about that is that the left knew about that and him and they hit it because they just believe that he was their chosen son and they were willing to disregard everything about that um, to move him ahead in the same way in which they have for Hunter Biden, the same way in which they have for Joe and all of these things. Um, it just goes to show that they're willing to use anyone they can to, to, to secure power. Look at John Fetterman. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. 
Here's what you need to do. Text Bryce to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metals specialists. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bryce to 989898 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bryce to 989898 today. Yeah. Uh, which is truly a sad story. It really um, is. Like it's like this is. But a they're guy, willing to kill a guy, right? To, for power, and that's yeah. and that's what just they're to doing. Have one seat in the Senate, and it's just like, and now it's not even the point. Like, and I think it's important to note this because I think some people like think that he's in the hospital again for stroke-related complications. He's in the hospital for depression. These people have driven him into a depression because of how dire their thirst for power is. And it's and it's sick. But yeah. um, what are your thoughts on 2024? Who are you liking? You know, um, I. Um, so Dennis one time said that um, he uh, thinks that Trump is the greatest president we've had. Mm. Um, and uh, and I don't totally disagree with that. I was mm. not a Trump guy mm. um, at the beginning. I didn't vote for him the first time around. Mm. I didn't vote for Hillary. Don't yeah. worry. Um, I just didn't vote top of ticket because I was here in California and I wanted to have authentic conversations with my friends yeah. and, and say, hey, I didn't. This wasn't my guy. Yeah. But then I grew to appreciate how he governed. He governed mm-hmm. far more conservatively than I would have ever expected. And mm-hmm. he did some really amazing things. And I and I do think that he caused a great exposure of um, the swamp mm-hmm. and the deep state and the uniparty mm-hmm. and, you know, all of the power hungry uh, forces that are at play within our government and yeah. on the global stage. Yeah. And so I agree with with Dennis uh, as to how effective he really was. Mm-hmm. I think he missed a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I think he has a ton of negative things about him. You know, his uh, some of his character issues, and some things, by the way, that that are in his past that I know mm-hmm. he's he actually professes to be a, a Christian now. Yeah. Um, that, you know, and and people can positively and powerfully change yeah. some of his mean tweets and things like that. You know, I mm-hmm. think he could be more savvy on. Although many of them are what blew up the left yeah. and what caused them to go so crazy yeah. um, that that some of it was just amazingly effective. So, yeah. you know, I have regularly mixed emotions about mm-hmm. him. I get accused of being a, a super Trumper guy yeah, online yeah. and all that yeah. stuff, but I never have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not a cult of personality sort of a person, and yeah. I don't put my faith in anyone other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that being said, I appreciate Ron DeSantis a lot. Mm, yeah. And Ron DeSantis is incredibly effective, and I think he wielded power effectively. And I think we need somebody who is willing to use a little bit more authoritarian means mm. to correcting the problems that we have had here yeah. in this country. And I think Ron DeSantis could do that very, very effectively. Yeah. I think he has a lot of the uh, same strengths of Trump, Mm -hmm. many of them anyway, Um, and he's got a few of the major weaknesses that Trump has. Mm -hmm. So I I really appreciate him for that. I believe that he is a what you see is what you get kind of a guy. I got to meet him and spend a few hours on a you know boat with him. Mm -hmm. uh, Only nine or ten other folks down in Orange County, and uh, and I was impressed with him. You could tell um, I'm pretty intuitive about whether mm. people are snowing you or not yeah, or whether yeah, yeah. they're typical 
politicians or not, or they're mm -hmm. just telling you what you want to hear. Uh, mm -hmm. But he's the real deal. Yeah. Um, I, I think his convictions and his principles are his. And so I appreciate that. Um, I am not overly optimistic about America mm -hmm. and about our voting system and all yeah. those things. And I'm afraid of what the left can do in controlling all of the institutions that they do, including yeah. our intelligence um, communities and everything there. I think we're in grave danger of losing 2024 based yeah. on all of that. Yeah. If we don't if we don't fix our elections, we will never win again. Right. And I think that also, too, I think that we need to become woke to the fact that we've got to do what the left has already mastered the ability to do. Like if ballot harvesting is legal in a state, we have to yeah. do it because it's like, that's the thing. It's play like, by, play the game as it as is the rules designed are currently right now. Written. Yep. Like if we want to make it illegal, we should do that. Yeah. Weird that it isn't in many places that are red states that we haven't done that yet. But if, if it's not yet, then we should play by those rules Amen. and we should register to vote as many people as we can. We should, make people get people to vote early because if you look right. at all of these elections that we lost there is a huge drop off in early voting turnout and then election day turnout you know we yeah. went election day almost in every single state yeah we lose early voting well because um, we were foolish and you know we 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 want things to be you know because we're conservative we want them mm. to be old-fashioned we want yeah. them to be correct and fair and all yeah. those sort of things and they changed the rule on us but we went in like we were old-timey boxers is what mm. i would say we were old-timey boxers yeah. But yet the game is now MMA. Yeah. And so we got you know kicked in the head yeah. and thrown to the ground and yeah. choked. And it's like business. you got to adapt. Like you got to yeah. adapt to a different playing field. Like one way you market may not work, you know, next year or in two years. Like, you know, trends come and go to the terrain changes and we have to we have to change with it. Like we can't continue to be these archaic, you know, creatures who are just averse to change because right. or we'll be left behind, which you've already seen. There's no reason that Carrie Lake should not be the governor of Arizona. There is no reason that, Amen. you know, um love him or hate him or not like everything about him that Dr. Oz should not have won that Senate seat. Um against John Fetterman. So it's like you know, as we have to do better not just like campaigning wise like people talk about like uh what is it candidate quality everyone was talking about that buzzword after the election they're like oh we need just we just need better candidates herschel walker had all this going on here's the deal herschel walker had all of that going on or whatever if you want to say that um and he still only lost by point something yeah. percent um and so it's like the thing is too as conservatives understand there are some people who are like oh well if I don't like a person 100%, I'm not going to vote for him. Foolish. Raphael Warnock literally r rolled over his wife's foot on video. There's body cam footage of all of this. You think those people were like, oh. The, yeah, we should run better quality candidates. No, they're running yeah. the worst people on the planet. Yeah. I mean, Katie Hobbs is yeah. incredibly yeah. unlikable. Stayed in the basement throughout um, the entire campaign. Uh, yeah, uh, Katie didn't, uh, uh, you know, wouldn't debate um, anything, yeah. wouldn't even come out with any clear positions on anything. Yeah. But but again, they focus on what they need to focus on, which is collecting those ballots. Exactly. And, and they do a good job doing it. And we need to take a page out of their book Definitely. and we need to be effective and we need to fight the game as it is played um i'm not optimistic that we're mm. going to succeed in all of that now mm. again my hope is in the risen christ mm. and uh, i believe that what we need to be doing is rebuilding and strengthening our communities yeah. because even in the most 
uh, desperate of circumstances, that's how you ultimately win mm-hmm. is by family and is by community and is by teaching, you know, kids and raising up young men like you yeah. to uh, to take the fight to it. Yeah. The micro influences the macro. And yeah. I think if we Amen. can reach people on an individual level, reach men who feel lost and, you know, bring them back to a sense of purpose as Jordan Peterson has um, reach women who have been told that they need to be bad versions of men these days Jeez. to instead reject that and embrace their femininity, which has a lot of power, um, as I'm sure they are aware of. And so, yeah. um, and, and also too, to your point, the family, the church, I think we all need to be reminded of our original purpose and that purpose needs to be renewed. We have churches who sit on the sidelines now who are like, ah, I can't, I can't fight this fight. This isn't the, this isn't the role of the church. The separation of church and state was not meant um, to protect the state. It was meant to protect the church from be to, to falling into the moral depravity that we now see our government falling into yep. every single day. Yep. Um, so no, you should be vocal. You should be active. You should fight the fights that Christ calls you to fight. Um, and so I, yeah, I completely agree. We need to rebuild our communities. We need to rebuild a sense of purpose in every institution again, from the family, from the church, from people, people I feel like are are just the problem also is too. They've lost their sense of purpose and there's nothing worse than living a purposeless uh, existence. Um, that's when you fall into the pit of despair. It's when you lose your North Star. Um, and so I think I think that's a fundamental out. The question is, how do we do it? Um, how do we how do we remind people of who they are and who they are called to be? Uh, and that's and that's a harder challenge than how do we win an election? You know, you can ban ballot harvesting. You can change messaging. You can reach people via door knocking instead of phone calls or whatever else. But how do you make people feel purposeful again? It's a tougher battle. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one. But yeah. Well, listen, anything uh, in our uh, departing few minutes here that you want uh, the audience to know? Um, you think, know, is there anything that yeah. we didn't cover that uh, we, we should? I think we've covered a lot. I think we've covered a lot. I think uh, I know that you're a lot less optimistic. But what I would say is that I think there is a reason to be. I think that, you know, another Reagan quote here, he talked about You did about catch morning. me in a, uh, an optimistic moment um, this morning. You know, I think I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, but I think, that, I think there can be mourning in America again. I think that when I look at, uh, you know, I always judge, you know, I tell my friends this all the time. They're the people that I work with. You know, I judge, I, my barometer are my apolitical friends. The, my friends who don't care about politics, who couldn't care less about it at all. Um, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? And when I look at my friends back in Alabama, when I look at my friends who I grew up with back in my hometown of Augusta, what I hear from them, again, goes back to this weird thing. Things are getting weird. Why are children allowed cool. to be doing this to their bodies? Why am I being told that I can't have these beliefs? Why is free speech being something that is now a relic of the past? Why am I being banned on all these social media platforms for simply saying things that are factual or were normal to say just three years ago? This is weird and this is not okay. And I think that the left is playing a very risky game. Sure, they are living um, or trying to bring about their ideal um, you know, version of the world, but they're leaving behind a lot of people who are like, this isn't normal. This isn't okay. Uh, and more and more young people that I know who are a lot, or who aren't really like me in the sense that they are active and vocal politically and whatnot, they're even saying things are not adding up here. And so I think that it can still be morning in America, but I think the light is not going to come from the government. Um, That hope is not going to come from any institution that we cannot control, but that light is going to be from within us. And if we can allow that light to shine, 
and be a, a light of, of, of value, of purpose, of fight, um, and a fiery fight, right? And then being able to take on these tough battles and not just fighting the battles that are easy, but fighting the battles that are hard. Because the thing is, is that I feel as if, you know, if, if other people would probably have this conversation and ended where we just ended, where it's like, okay, we know that we need to renew purpose in people, but we don't really know how to do it yet. They're like, oh, well, damn, that's like kind of hard. Like, what's the point? But I think that that should be the fuel that we have to take on that battle. That should renew the energy, uh, you know, behind us to say, okay, let's invest in that. Let's invest in, in, in fighting the micro and, and actually using that to overtake the macro again. Um, and so I think don't allow... The, the the darkness today um to to silence your fight to silence your voice and to make you less passionate about the fight that we're in but allow that light that is still within you and the light is within you if you're watching something like this or if you're having any conversation about these issues let that be the light that you know pushes out the darkness and it's something i'm intentional about you know i've been you know it's, it, someone asked me this yesterday we had a prager force event which is um for a lot of our like young professionals and younger people who are looking to get involved um and they're like how do you do this like do you never get like sad about like everything that's going on and i was like you know <clears throat> most people would just tell you this is so easy i love doing this every single day but it ebbs and it flows like, there's yeah. so many times where like you look at what's going on in the country and you're like wow like Am I, is what I am doing impacting anything? Like, is this country even like, are we not, have we not reached the point of no return? Um, and I do feel that way sometimes, but then I go out and I talk to people and they say, CJ, I saw this video that you made. I saw this way that you talked about this issue and it gave me a tool in my toolbox that I didn't know that I had, or one that I didn't know that I could use. And you actually changed my mind. And that helped us change other people's minds. You know, one thing that was, is really interesting about that, about PragerU is that we get a, over a billion views on our videos every single year, but that's just the minimum, right? Mm-hmm. Because when a billion people watch something, they have friends, they have family, they have a church, they have a community, yeah. um, people that they're touching every single day. And so the ideas that we touch, according to our Google analytics and our metrics and all of our fancy systems, they show us that we have reached a billion people. But how many people have those billion people or billions of people have they reached? Yeah, uh, and so point. I think like that's why we have to we have to get back to a place of evangelism in this movement. And we need to go talk about our ideas. The left isn't afraid to. They'll wear a t- they'll wear a T-shirt with anything on it. They'll wear vaginas on their heads um, to go protest in March. Yeah. But we're ashamed to wear a shirt that says one nation under God or that all lives matter or blue lives matter. Why? Why? And so I think that we have to live boldly, we have to live courageously, and we have to live like this is a country not worth losing, because it is to me, and I know that it is to you. Amen. Well, CJ, you give me hope. Thank you so that much. That all is I not lost. It. No, it is very encouraging to see you, and again, to see some of these revivals that are happening around the country, yeah, to see some of these young people coming up. I think that does give me hope, um, even if I'm very skeptical of 2024 and yeah. and I don't want my skepticism or my concern to affect other people out there because we still have to fight no matter what. Exactly. We don't just roll over. We need to fight the fight the way it is designed um, and in fact even better than it's designed because yeah. we are um, more, more clever people and I believe that if we um, really focus, we can be twice as effective because yeah. we also have truth and we have God on our side. 
and we have uh, morality, and we're not weird. Yeah, we're not and, weird. Uh, and and I we're do love the fact that um, your friends who aren't particularly political are starting to recognize that things have gotten weird. Yeah, exactly that. It's time to declare war on weird. It's awesome. Well, hey, how do we follow you, and um, how do we bless you, and yeah. pay attention to what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. So, guys, you can check me out on PragerU.com. I have a new show that just dropped there uh, called The Wrap-Up, where we break down the biggest stories of the week, the top five stories that you should know that maybe even the mainstream media isn't talking about. And you can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, all the apps. And definitely be sure to check out PragerU. We have tons of videos there um, and that really, I think, are good broccoli for the brain, as Marissa likes to say, um, and that are providing the other side of the argument. And again, as Bryce said earlier, that are teaching what simply just isn't being taught. So thanks for having me so much. Yeah, well, I will see you in Florida, sir. See you soon. All right, awesome. And we are out.